everybody, this is Talk It Out with your girl Joy, KT, and Gabby, where we talk real life, love, and politics. Hello, is, am I pronouncing that right, Tate? Yes, it's Tate. Yep, you're right. Okay, good. Well, you're here with Joy and Gabby and KT and Tuesday. Hey. Hey. Hi, ladies. How are you? We're fine. Thank you so much for doing this interview. We're going to jump right into it, if that's okay with you. That sounds amazing. Okay. First question, um, obvious, obviously. How did you get started, and what made you want to start the Field Tate Show? Well, honestly, um, I just graduated from college, um, but I had started this venture in my junior year of college, and I remember I took this film class, and I was just so intrigued by the cameras, and I was intrigued by just being on set. It was actually like a Good Morning America type of, uh, classroom oh. and my classmates started to realize and say like so you really have something great and I said to myself you know I'm doing this major of communications why not I start putting down the foundation and the groundwork as to what I want to make my actual career you know so many times we have when people are going into medicine they do the rotations if you're a nurse you do your clinicals if you um, are becoming a vet you do the necessary things that you need to do before you come out so you can have something to speak for, but a lot of times in communications and things of this nature, mm-hmm. we don't always have that proper reel or that proper information before we come out of college and you're applying to jobs that 3,000 other people are saying that they are yeah. um, appropriate for, mm-hmm. and it's like, where's your work? Yeah, you know? I agree. Oh, so, we're actually living that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So that was kind of the reason why I started, but I also felt as if, though, that a lot of times we we know about certain jobs. We know about communications as like a headliner, but but then we don't know everything that comes along with it, and we don't know all the facets of certain brands or certain businesses and things of that nature. So I wanted to shed light on things like that and for people to be able to see and for their eyes to be open that there are so many different avenues that you can uh, take and that there are, you know, we hear certain words in classes like marketing or whether mm-hmm. it be accounting, but there's so many different facets of it for us to learn and for us yeah. to explore and find that perfect fit for ourselves. Right. The ideal or the execution, right. what's more important to you? When, when, you're, when you started your, um, your show or just for people that are starting up a, a business or a venture, what's more important, the idea or the um, execution of the idea? I think the idea is more important because you can have be a person that has amazing follow through, but if you have no platform or if you don't have a rock or a foundation, it's really yes. hard to continue to fly. You know, you have to think about like a plane on a runway before that plane takes off. That plane has to make sure it has enough oil. It has enough fuel. You have to make sure that you have actual pilot. You have an assistant pilot, all these different things that help, to make this plane go in the air. And if one thing is missing, it throws off the whole um, syncopation of the entire plane. If one thing fails, everything else fails. It's almost like a domino effect. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have a good idea, if you don't have a good foundation, then it's hard to have a good execution. That's so great for you to hear because I'm an ideal kind of girl. And like, (laughs) okay, (laughs) that just makes me feel so much better. (laughs) Okay, next question. (laughs) What's your opinion on media and how it is represented and perceived by the audiences? I think that media, 
you know, media is such a uh, broad word, you know, um, you what know, with experience in PR. Social media? Like social media. Oh, social media. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, sorry. I feel like social media is like the telephone. I always tell every old person that because so many times you always say like, oh, social media is this and social media is that. Social media is just like the phone. If you want to talk to someone, if you want to find out something, you call them. Yeah. In today's world, we just have everything at the click of our thumbs where we can literally see the celebrities, what our friends are doing, and things like that. I personally believe that social media is a blessing and a curse. I feel like social media can really trump a lot of people, and it can also make a lot of people stumble um, if you don't have the right mindset for it. So many times people begin to think that the three seconds that someone else is deci- the three seconds that someone else decides to showcase for the rest of the world that's what their life is usually like. And a lot of people start to create this mechanism where they're like, Oh my gosh, I wish I had a life like this person uh-huh. and that's not a good um strategy or that's not a good mindset to have because you don't really know what comes along with that person's life. Exactly. And sometimes people who, you know, perceive to have this perfect life or sometimes people are the ones that are actually hurting. So we should never, we should never, uh, I would say, want to have someone else's life, but we should definitely be happy with who we are, be able to share that with the world, and be able to represent ourselves in the right light on social media. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Love that answer. So you're talking kind of like misconceptions that they have that we have about other people. Uh, what is some misconceptions that we have about millennials or that millennials have, you know, I guess had to be impressed on them as like a stereotype that you faced yourself? I think that a stereotype that millennials have is that, how do I say this in back of a lack of better words? I feel like a stereotype that we often have is sometimes that we dream too big, which is true, but sometimes <laughs> I feel like they think that we dream too big because it's almost as if like, oh, we can't, we can't mess in anywhere else. So he's just going to go out and do his own thing. And I don't think that that's really fair. Mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes you just realize that you just have a little extra, you have something, you have like a little extra barbecue sauce in the tank. <laughs> and you know how you can change the world or you know how you can diver- diversify your community and things of that nature. Um, and then you can, you have something extra to give. I don't, I don't trump anyone that says, you know, I want to work a stable nine to five and they're good with that. That's fine. If that makes you happy, you like it. I love it. But you cannot try to trump someone else who is trying to make a actual exactly, uh, stream yeah. of wealth and someone who's trying to literally build something from the ground up and tell them that their dreams aren't true or they're doing too much, team too much, because they're not, <laughs> you know, they're really, what they're doing is they're doing what your boss did, which was believing in their own dreams and right. look who you're yeah. working for now. Mm-hmm. So now we're in the age of where, we have the opportunity and millennials are realizing, wow, I have, I might not have all the money, but I know that I have a great mind and I, and I have some great hands that, that I can create something great, you know? Right. And you, you would think that uh, older people would encourage that type of behavior given, you know, the current job market, how um, it's really hard to find jobs in our field as college students. You would think they would be supportive of us taking the initiative and trying to start our own. But a lot of times you get pushed back and you get... Uh, it's not good enough. Yeah, you get yeah, discouragement from people for doing what you're really supposed to be doing. We're all of just course. <laughs> Of course. Okay. And you also have to remember that we that I'm a second-generation 
of my family here in New York, New York City. My uh, mom is from England, and my dad is was born here, and the rest of his family is from Barbados. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of like a, just like that second generation, but a first generation really American here in the States. Mm-hmm. But what you also have to realize, though, is that when people who are like our parents, it wasn't about literally finding you know, a business that you were going to be really happy at or it wasn't really about, you know, creating the most innovative app that was going to change your life. But for them, it was because the struggle was so real. It was just finding a job that they were really good at and being able to hold on to it just to make their way in America, you know. So a lot of times it's hard for them to kind of turn their thinking around because it's like, this is totally different from what they did. All they knew was work, 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 work. While we are still about work, but it's like, it's just different. Taking another lane to get to that, get to that golden prize. You know, I I agree. My, um, my dad's from New York actually. And my mom's from Memphis and they have two totally different mindsets about how to approach a goal. What's what, what to do about it. My mom is so you have this ideal. You might as well work with it. But my dad, he's, uh, got to do this, got to do this. He's always working different kind of angles. And it's, it's just the difference is real. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Right, and and what I like to say is that, there, is that where there's a will, there's a way. You know, I think back, I like to read a lot of stories of a lot of newscasters you know, and a lot of people who I see on TV, who I look up to. I just don't look up them to look up on their Instagram, but I look up <laughs> to read their actual story as to like what they did to get where they want to go. Because, when you start to get into certain fields, you have to align your mind with them. You watch them, you see what they do, you mm-hmm. realize they're great at what they do, and you acknowledge their talents. But then you also realize that there's nothing that they can't, that they're doing that I can't do. Exactly. You know what yeah. I mean? And that you're able to kind of just, you're able to, to walk along with the heavyweights. So when you can um, change that line of thinking and say, I can fall into that class, then half that job is already done. You know, if you want to become someone who's in tech, I know a lot of the people who are developing apps and people who are develop, developing innovative software. Mm-hmm. What do you do? You're looking at what's hot in the market. You look at what people are attracted to. You look at pe- what people are not attracted to. You learn your stratosphere. You learn your atmosphere that you can be effective no matter what it is that you want to do. You know? Yeah, I totally agree. Um, since we're kind of, we were kind of on the topic of, uh, you know, your parents or older generations and how they look on to millennials. Um, as you were starting your your show or in your business, um, did you ever have any um, rejections, any setbacks? Um, were you ever discouraged on the process or were you just like fully focused and you, you knew what you had to do and you were just, you know, Smooth the setbacks was my middle name throughout <laughs> this entire process, okay? <laughs> but with setbacks, there comes resilience, and I think that's a beautiful thing. That mm-hmm. with everything that sometimes we face, that it takes a strong person to say, you know what, I'm, this is not going to hold me down. I'm going to get back up, and I'm going to make sure that I show everyone what I'm truly worth, and not what I'm truly worth, but what I'm really capable of. I remember when I started this show, people were kind of, I had some people who were really receptive, Mm-hmm. Do it. Like, oh, wow, that's really cool. You wonder sometimes if people were really receptive of it to see if you would sink or if you would swim, if you would be consistent yeah. or inconsistent. Yeah, yeah. But I think that I I had a measure of people who were mostly supportive. They didn't know really what it was. Well, I remember, I remember the first night I put out like the first promo of what I was doing, and 
some people are like, what are you doing? You're doing team too much. Like, I don't understand this. Like, you're trying to be a talk show host now. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't so get you're it. extra. And, <laughs> and, and it's amazing, though, because where my mindset was back then to where it is now, it has completely changed where I'm so unbothered by what other people might say, but I just take it like a grain of salt. Yeah. You know, it's no longer nothing. There's nothing for me to prove anymore. It's only just for me to continue to work in silence and make announcements with hard work and with dedication and with success. There were, you know, times when people had said negative things to me saying like, oh, it's boring, it's whack, and, you know, this and that. And, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of people might gravitate towards like the Shiggy shows and like a lot of those comedic Instagram pages mm-hmm. and things that have like millions and millions of views. And a lot of times I would say, you know what, I respect what they do. Even as I can say two years later, and I'm so happy that you asked me that question, there were definitely people who tried to uh, tell me to, to waver me, tell me, like, stop while you're ahead, you know, mm-hmm. uh, this, you know, maybe this ain't the right path for you. But I'll tell you, when you have God and when you keep yes. your eyes on what your prize is, nothing can deter you from what you have to do. Oh, if I could clap, I would right now. <laughs> 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 okay well we talked about rejection um i just did you have a question Katie? oh no i was just gonna say like what are some life hacks that you have for us because you you're kind of ahead of us in the game i feel like at this point like you have more followers than us and stuff like that so like what is some life hacks that you have for us like starting up as a millennial business or, or as a millennial black owned business even I would say that you have to know your worth. Like for all of you ladies there, you have to know your worth for who you actually are. Mm -hmm. So many times I know when I first started, I started, I tried to dumb down what I would do because I felt as if I really at that time didn't know who I was, but I also didn't know how valuable I was even at that present time. But we know our worth. No one can tell us anything that's going to change our mind or, or, or waver us from doing what we have to do. Yes, you might not have X followers now, but you never know if you have those five followers, mm-hmm. you never know what those five followers are going through, and you never know how your interview or what you spoke about on your show impacted those people. Right. So right. it's not always That's about good. numbers. Mm-hmm. Numbers are great. Numbers are what people look at. I know it. And I, when you talk about rejection, I've had big artists reject because my numbers, they would say your numbers aren't as high as some of these other Good Morning America, Fox, and these oh, other outlets yeah. that they go to. I I understand. I get it. It's the business. Mm-hmm. But when you know your worth, you realize I'm here, but over there is where I'm going to get to. You, if you don't know your worth, you're always going to stay on that side of the fence. But when you know your worth, you're going to say, I'm gold over here, and I'll be gold when I win on the other side of the fence. Two years down from the line, I'm going to accomplish this. And two years from the line, I'm going to accomplish this. Mm-hmm. Another life hack I would say that I would give you is to be careful who you surround yourself with. I would yeah. say that um, don't allow people who don't wish the best for you inside of your personal space. Be with people who care, who genuinely love you and care for you. But be with people who are smarter than you. That's the way I like to say it. Mm-hmm. Be with people who are a little like two steps ahead of you because what they do is they're teaching you while they're just talking to you. They're yeah. talking to you about their projects uh-huh. and it's motivating me to say like, wow, like I got to get my ball rolling more or I got to do this next or I got to come up with this. It creates uh, more of an opportunity for you to continue to grow your mind and grow the things that you want to do. If I was with people who were just uh, like, oh, I'm just going to the park, I'm just going to the movies, I'm, you know, I'm just chilling, I'm going to adapt that same yeah, mentality. Yeah, right, I agree. Right. If yeah. I'm with people who bring, you want to be with, be with people who bring you up and not bring you down. Yeah, exactly. You're the company that you keep, basically. For sure, for sure. So, oh, go ahead. 
So does that mean that you believe it's important to have a mentor? And did you have a mentor? Oh, my goodness. It's so funny you say that because people um, say to me, like, God was just preparing you for this role and for this moment for your entire life because when you were a kid, you used to ask so many questions. And I really, <laughs> I really remember asking people so many questions. Like, I'm sure some of them are probably pretty rude, but I was always asking so many questions and having mentors is the key. You want to have, don't ever think that you know too much because we don't know what the media is always changing, the way people take in news is always changing, uh, you know, the way that people's attentions are getting, um, the way you get people's attention is now completely changing once more in this new digital age. So it's important to keep mentors around you, that you keep people on your feet, people that are like Phil, Mm -hmm. you know, that was pretty bad. Or, Phil, you know, that was pretty good. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a person where I don't like to always hear yes now. I want to hear people who are going yeah, to tell me that doesn't look right. Or, you know, Phil, you better buckle up. You know, people <laughs> are looking at you. You know, let's get it together. See, having mentors in your corner is important. People who are not your family. People that are, mm-hmm. you know, someone who can see you as mentor and student. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not Auntie Loretta Brown. And, <laughs> oh, that's, that's a little cute little Phil over there. You know, you don't want that. Uh-uh. You want people who that will inspire you who will tell you when you're wrong, tell you when you're right, and tell you um, what future steps you need to take to get it together. That's a good answer, I believe. That's real good. Okay, well, I I know we're jumping, but I feel like you've done so much and you've you've really grown from where you started from. And I know that you interviewed Brandy. And let me just tell you right now, before you start, Brandy was everything to me. They used to call me Little Moesha because I was obsessed <laughs> with Brandy. Like, I thought it was going to be the next Brandy. And I used to always say, if I had been born earlier, she probably would have been knocked out of her spot. <laughs> so how was that for you? Like, what, what, what did you learn? I'm like fan freaking out right now. You know, that was one of the most, I've had special moments along this journey. Mm -hmm. I would say that, I don't know if it's on our social media page, but we had this show called Dream Which Inspire, where I brought like some celebrities into New York for an Essence style type of celebrity panel. Um, And I always say that was the best evening of my life. But I would say that that interview with her was truly one of the most defining moments, I would think, on the the journey that I've been on mm-hmm. through this. Um, so many times, people, I'm like, that's like my favorite, favorite, favorite singer in the entire world. I would say that interviewing Brandy was the most career-defining moment of my entire life. Mm-hmm. I remember I went to go see her on Broadway in Chicago on the went on, I think it was, a Monday, and I interviewed her on the Wednesday. And when I tell you that that woman is just full of so much love and light mm-hmm. and humility, and I was someone who loved her music as a kid, and it wasn't that I was interviewing her as a fan, but I was interviewing her as an interviewee. And it was important for me me to be able to switch that because I didn't want to be starstruck <laughs> and yeah. to be like, yo, I want to be down 18 weeks, number one. You know, I, I, I didn't want that to be me. I had to remember my professional suit of why the reason why I was there. You know, she has right, that right. she gets that. People always ask me, what would that dream get to be? And I always said it would be Brandy. Yeah. And they were like, please, you wouldn't get her. Oh, oh please. Oh like, you know, and, and just to be able, you know, me 
putting that interview out there and we even putting that social media post out there. It wasn't to say, you know, look in your face, look at what I accomplished. But sometimes you just don't have to do that. You just have to let your work speak for itself. Right. You know, um, Brandy was definitely happy with the interview. She had posted it up on her social media. Uh, she had posted it up on her blog. She had posted it up on her Twitter. Her following, you know, really watched that interview. They loved it. So I know that from that moment, I was like, I could do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, when you have those it moments, you, you realize that I'm worth something and that I am deemable and worthy of just every other host out there right. that I can book interviews like this, you know? Well, let me just say to all of the people who told you no, ha, 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 told you he so. did right. it. <laughs> <laughs> we like to brag. We, we told you so. <laughs> um, right, and even as you guys are starting, you know, it's important that you will say that, you know, one day I do want to book Oprah and for her to talk about when she started her Oprah brand. And I yeah. do want to book someone like a Michael Straham as to how he turned football into now becoming a talk show host and creating streams of, of wealth, mm-hmm. you know. And you all will get there. It's very much so possible. You keep believing, you keep dreaming, and the rest will happen. Thank you so much. Um, we have one more question. Um now, you told us about you and what you've done. You've done Brandy. That was your goal, starting. So now we have your last question is, what? where do you want to be in five years? Where do I want to be in five years? So that's a very good question, as I have just finished my undergraduate degree. Oh, um, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I just finished the communications, PR, and advertising. Um, I would say that my future goal um, you know, I plan to go back to grad school for journalism and to study in a little bit further. Um, but I really see myself, I would say, in five years. I don't know if it's God's plan at that time, but I would definitely love to be on TV. Uh-huh. Um, I think that this show was a great platform for me to exercise my interviewing skills and for me to be able to communicate, to talk, to network, to uh, be able to show from a young age that I've done X, Y, and Z. Uh-huh. And I'm just going to allow God and I'm just going to follow God as to what he has next for my life. I feel like sometimes we can plan to, um, we can plan as to what I want to happen in five years. Mm -hmm. And of course, um, that's great. If you want to become a doctor, yes, you have to do that. But I feel in this industry, it works a little bit different. I have hopes that I will be on TV and I leave it up to God that he'll give me the desires of my heart as I continue to work hard. But I believe that everything in my life that has been successful, it has not been planned. It's been uh, it's it's been I believe it's been because of him, but I mm-hmm. believe it's because it's what he has wanted to happen in my life in certain portions of my life. If you were to ask me if I had this dream going into college, if I wanted to be a host, I would tell you no. It really wasn't the dream at all. Yeah. I to give you a little fun fact about myself. I used to work in a funeral home for oh, no. five <laughs> years. In oh. my yeah, from tenth grade to my sophomore junior year in college, wow. I worked in a funeral home, and my parents, my dad is, uh, you could say, a pastor, and my mom is the church organist, mm-hmm. and I was always going to funerals, and I was so intrigued by, you know, I started to start, start to make it sound like this, but just by death, and, mm-hmm. you know, the whole process, <laughs> and my goal, I didn't want to go to college, I wanted to go to straight to mortuary school, my parents said, now you're going to go to college, and it's the best decision that I ever made, because yeah. if I didn't go to college, I would have never known about everything out there in the world. Um, and I'm so happy that I did that. And look what happened when I went to college. 
unplanned blessing happened, you know, yeah, which was yeah. the show and being able to inspire people in my community and to be to inspire people. I have people DMing me from, you know, across the world saying like, wow, I just saw that, saw that interview. That was amazing. Some of my other friends from high school the other day, haven't spoken to him in so many years. Yeah. To me, Phil, I'm so proud of you. You used to be so shy in high school and you turned into, you know, you just turned out to be outspoken. I was coming off, I was coming home the other day. I saw one of my friends in first grade, it's been like 15 years since I've seen this guy. He was yeah. like, yo, I see you all over everywhere doing amazing things, man. Like, you know, people will acknowledge hard work, yeah. you know, when they see it. They will acknowledge it when they see it. And it's not for me to always plan, but it's just for God to order my steps as to where he wants me to be to impact someone, to inspire someone. I feel like God has truly prepared me from working at the funeral home and speaking with people and learning how to be sensitive to people's situations and circumstances to now the people who, you know, might have lost a job or speak to yeah. someone who's, you know, going through it, you know, just being well-versed and being sensitive to everyone's situations because everyone has a story and we're all going through certain things mm-hmm. at different times in our lives. And it's so yeah. important that people, you know, sometimes we can think people are okay and that people have people to talk to, but sometimes they don't. Yeah, and if sure. God can use me and utilize me to be that person to help someone else, then I'm more than happy to take that position on and to help someone. Um, and, and that is why we continue to even do the work that we did with Dream Reach Inspire. It was important for me for, you know, to continue to do what I do and to, you know, shed light on amazing individuals and for, um, amazing people in our communities to be inspired by their stories. But I wanted to bring it back a little bit closer where I would invite, you know, big names into Brooklyn. I brought Candace Clever from American Idol, Robert mm-hmm. Christopher Riley from Hit the Floor, mm-hmm. uh, Bree Scullark, who was on America's Next Top Model back in the day. She yep. placed top three. Wow. Um, and we brought out Julian Talley from the New York Giants. So for me to interview the four individuals and have a really great panel on stage and to talk about our dreams and for them to see um, people who we see in media up close. It only showed the work of the show and why it all got started. Sometimes when we start certain things, you can't always tell you the end route. I said you can have a a great foundation, but like that plane, if you don't have everything going on that needs to happen for that plane to continue to go to higher height, it can't go higher. Yeah. And sometimes we can't yeah. see above the clouds all the time. But yeah. if we have that strong foundation, then we're going to see past them what we just think is success. You know, we have this idea of what we think our goal is, what success is, what, you know, um, an accomplishment is. But if we have that foundation, your accomplishments will go right out the window as to what you accomplished. Because mm-hmm. I'm telling you, there's a whole set of goals and things to be attained right above those clouds yeah right wow that that was beautiful to be honest like i love it like that's so inspiring <laughs> yeah and, like, say, it's very inspiring. that helps me myself yeah. a, a, as like yeah. a working person because i work at nine to five and then like i do also this too so to me that's kind of like inspires me to work harder on what we're doing here mm-hmm. on our podcast and stuff like that so thank you that's very thank beautiful very yeah. and, and thank you for your podcast because you know it's nice to be asked to do something um, you know, just to talk about your journey and to, you know, hear people like yourselves. I literally was like the same way. Like I, like I see, I'm hearing so much of like things that I would say two years mm-hmm. ago, right now. <laughs> and like when I tell you, like the great thing is that you guys are all girls and that you guys are all together. And I really applaud that women working together mm-hmm. and stay together, stay strong, stay hungry, um, and just continue to unite 
and I'm and I'm glad to see that even though you guys have started to you know take different routes um, mm-hmm. post college life and in college even in college that you've continued to keep this podcast going only showing that you guys are dedicated to what you really have to do and um, I loved what you said about you know you are working at nine to five and then you're trying to do the podcast mm-hmm. and you're trying to do this. Hard work never returns back void. Just remember right. that. Yeah, hard work never returns back void. So if you're working hard and if you're putting in the time, it's going to happen. I would say, a lot of people like to say, don't work hard, work smart. I like to say work hard. Work smart, people like to get a little lazy with, but I say work hard. <laughs> um, I like to say, you know, pump the pavement. I like to say, you know, you give it all. You have one shot. You have one life. You have one opportunity. And I'd rather die trying and knowing that, you know what, I gave everything while I had the opportunity to. I gave everything while I could. And if it doesn't happen, I'm happy for the opportunity. I'm happy that I grew. Mm -hmm. I'm happy that I was able to uh, see different things. And I'll accept it. But if not, I'd rather not be that person at 65 and say, man, if I had just decided to give in a couple more hours Right, going to the club, or if I had given in a couple more hours instead of being lazy to watch people who believed on the believed in their dreams on TV, then my whole life would have been different, yeah. you know? So don't ever be ashamed to soar and just enjoy the process. Enjoy. Yes, I'm sure when you got to do your nine to five, you're like, oh my gosh, when is this going to end? When is this going to end? <laughs> but just enjoy it. You know, uh, people, we think that, you know, there's a lot more problems that come along with people who are in that elite club who, are, you know, are celebrities and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And there's someone wishing that they were in your shoes, you know, to be able to do what you do. Yeah. So just remember, as as we continue to look forward, there's people behind us that are still like, they're looking at you and saying, man, I wish I could be her. Or I wish I could have, you know, be as accomplished or be as driven as she is, is you know? Yeah. So you're doing, you're doing just fine. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much. We appreciate this so much. It's been so inspirational. If I could reach out and hug you, I would. <laughs> uh, and I would hug you back. <laughs> Um, but I guess we will go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, thank you so much, Mr. Tate, for being on the show with us. We appreciate you again for being on here. Thank um, you so much. And you guys have a good night. Don't be strangers. Check in from every now and again. And um, you just keep on working, okay? All right. Okay. Thank, you. Thank, you. thank you. Thank you. Have a good night. All right. Have a great night. Bye. 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 Again, we want to thank Phil Tate for being on the show with us. You can find him on YouTube, on Facebook, or Instagram at The Phil Tate Show. Um, my, I, myself, I loved everything he said. It was inspirational. Yeah, and it was great. Like, honestly, like, that really kind of touched me in, in my heart. I know it's kind of weird, but at the same time, I was just like, wow, like, I could really do something with myself. And, <laughs> like, like I can really go somewhere if I need to. Or, like... All the hard work that we put into the podcast and all the hard work that I put in, like even just small pieces like posting things, for instance, like that honestly matters. Little bitty tiny things on the podcast, every like, every share, every even without the numbers, like he was saying, that stuff honestly matters. And it's not always about, you know, how someone is feeling or what how other people feel about your show it's it's more about what you're doing yourself mm-hmm. and what you're doing right. to contribute to it and be motivated and that's really right. important that was really good i and think if we keep on and 
even with our jobs and everything, keep doing it, then it'll finally we'll be, be somewhere. something. Yeah. Somewhere, yeah. just like him. I agree so much when he said that when he he didn't even want to go to college because, like, I Same. knew I was going to college, but I didn't want to do anything. And, like, everybody knows I have a degree in communications, right. but I didn't want to do communications. I've known since I was three that I was going to be a lawyer. Yeah. yeah. Now I am 23 been 20 years later and i'm so confused <laughs> i really want to do this but right. who knows where it's gonna go now, yeah when he was talking about you mean you you don't know what's gonna happen that's yeah, true because that's i mean so look true. at us now who would have thought we were gonna be doing a podcast um like three years or four years from now uh and made it would have made it this far so i think it was just it was really inspirational especially hearing somebody that's like literally our age podcast doing, go doing so much and um <laughs> right. accomplishing so much in in this short amount of time and it just gives you motivation like we can do it too and even if you look at just how much we've how much and how far we've come just throughout these past month and a half like we, we've done a lot so it just gives you the motivation and the the push to to go forward and and to anybody listening to us even if you don't have your own business if if you're just trying to you know just make it day just to day make it past that nine to five and just make it in life you can do it um we believe in you we believe in ourselves and we just we're gonna make it because right. I, I was thinking about a song and I can't think of that song. Ah, uh, burn. We can make. Wait. We can do can. anything. Well, yeah. If you try. Is that it? The Donna. Yeah, I can do it. Yes, I can. You can do, do anything, anything if you try. Just try. Just try. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thank you, Mr. Tate. Mr. Phil Tate. Um. And yeah, this is Talk It Out Podcast. Again, if you if you like this, if you like this interview, you can always go check out Mr. Tate at Facebook.com slash the Phil Tate Show. P H I L T A I T S H O W. And um he has Instagram, it's the same thing for Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, YouTube, whatever. And uh, yeah, and also Don't if whatever you like- Mr. Phil Tate. Huh? Don't whatever, Mr. Phil Tate. I'll edit it out. <laughs> um, hit us up if you like this episode. Have any comments? Uh, would like us to interview somebody else? Hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash talk it out podcast, SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash talk it out. Our Instagram is instagram.com slash talk it out podcast. And oh, and even if you want to be on the show yourself, it doesn't matter if you're an interviewer or if you you work are, at Walgreens. Yeah, if you work at Walgreens or you're like really into fitness or you're really into something, you can always like message us, and we'll be happy to interview you and have you on the phone too. Like that would just be great. Like we want as many people as possible to be in the journey that we are going on. So. If you want to do that as well, you can hit us up. Uh, but is there anything you guys else want to talk about? I mean, I want to kind of bring up our uh, the audibletrial.com slash That is great. I go on there all the time when I'm going to work. As y'all all know, I love listening to radio shows. And instead of listening to radio shows now, I am listening to books. So <laughs> it's wonderful. I love it. Hey, and um, if you would like any more information on entrepreneurship, starting a business, um, just stuff like that, Audible has plenty of books. I, of course, have looked at them all, and um, I'm learning from them and applying it to my businesses. 
go to audibletrial.com slash talk it out you can listen to them for free for 30 days so make sure you hit them hit us up and check that out and so this is katie tuesday joy and gabby <laughs> and this is talking out talking out